Well, today, we're actually just going to have a serious conversation, believe it or not, on this episode of the Knowing God Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Knowing God. My name is John Frawley. And I'm Caleb Rowland. And as you saw, Caleb, he introduced our topic today. We usually try to start out with a little bit of humor, but we're actually going to be starting out pretty seriously today. Uh, this is a really, really important topic, and it follows a conversation that we uh, had on Sunday. It's really a sermon, I guess, a message more than a conversation, but we hope it spawns into a conversation on the subject of mental health and just kind of what we feel right now in terms of just where we are right now as a society and also as we relate this to our churches. And so thought we'd start it this way. You know, we've all been very familiar with the word pandemic mm-hmm. in the last few years. But, you know, we, all, we have associated pandemic with, you know, COVID-19 and all the different things associated with that. But there are other pandemics, I guess, that we see mm-hmm. that are ongoing in our culture, and one of those is mental health. Absolutely, and it's almost becoming endemic, right? That now right. it's like it's moved from being this thing that's been talked about to now it's just kind of this thing that everybody seems to be living with in their kind of day to day life. So, it's a it's a pretty interesting and I think really uh, detrimental and needed thing that we talk about, especially within the church, because historically the church has not done a great job of addressing mental health. So, yeah, it seems like this is a subject that a lot of people carry a lot of shame with, mm-hmm. you know, unnecessarily so. And right. that's part of what our heart of heart is and kind of having this conversation mm-hmm. that we want to kind of normalize some of these discussions. And, uh, and so we've done different things here at Metropolitan. Uh, we do these things called cultural conversations. Mm-hmm. We had one a few months ago. Now, I think, when was that? Was that in the I was early in the spring, I think. Mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about just depression and anxiety and some of the things that we're seeing you know, post-COVID, but also some of the things that we're seeing, you know, even before COVID. And, you know, mental health was something that a lot of people talked about, but now it seems like we're impressed that we need to talk more about this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and I think we're all realizing in this season, especially, that none of us are actually as put together as we thought we were. Yeah. And I think all of us really... Um, do our best to, to put our lives together, right? We're trying to hold it all together. And I think COVID and the isolation uh, combined with just all of the different political turmoil that was going on and all the different, you know, uh, polarization that was coming, especially into churches, that it just kind of became this thing of um, you can't hold it all together anymore, right? And I think we all mm-hmm. started to realize that we're more fragile than we really think we are. So we're going to cover a few different topics here, and, and we pray that this would be helpful, maybe spark some more conversations, spark maybe some next steps that need right. to happen in your life if you're struggling. But kind of let's start there and just talk about just how frail and fragile we are. So the sermon text that we use on Sunday was one that's well known as Second mm-hmm. Corinthians 4, 7. And Paul says this, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. Mm-hmm. And so I love that image, jar of clay. And so, you know, I kind of compared that to an iron skillet, but there can be a lot of different things that we compare ourselves to, to where we think we kind of are more of this cast iron skillet approach right. that's indestructible. You have one mm-hmm. of those in your house? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love cast iron skillets. So it's, uh, it's great. Um, if you put soap in my cast iron skillet, we're going to have words. So I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> that would make it destructible. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> Yeah, but they are. They're indestructible, mm-hmm. and, and they don't chip easily. You can use them in a variety of contexts. You can heat them up to, I don't know, I mean, when we season it, it's like they always say, put it in your oven as hot as it can go, 500 mm-hmm. degrees. 
and and then you get that seasoning on it and so they're they are they're indestructible mm -hmm. and we oftentimes associate ourselves or try to project ourselves in this way that we have this tough veneer that mm -hmm. we can overcome everything in this world but paul says here no we are actually these fragile pots mm -hmm. so what, what are some ways that we're fragile what did it come to mind for you caleb uh, i think one of the ways that we're fragile is uh, that whenever we are isolated, even if you're an introvert, I'm more of an introvert than an extrovert. And I think during the uh, pandemic, whenever we we're isolated, I was like, oh, this isn't so bad at first, mm -hmm. right? But then you get month after month after month after month, and you start to realize maybe I do need people. Maybe I actually need people more than I like to think. Maybe I like. Maybe I need people more than I realize most of the time. And so I think that our need for community and for people uh, to support us, we always need that more than we realize. That's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I always say that we're not like Tupperware containers. Mm -hmm. You know, where we have our physical side over here. You know, our biological you right. know, metrics over here, and then we've got our spiritual side over mm -hmm. here, and our emotional side. And you know, it. We really do kind of bleed into one another and right. like those categories just aren't really mutually exclusive from mm -hmm. one another. So you might feel off physically mm -hmm. or socially and it impacts every part of your life. Correct. And that's really what we've seen in the last few years have people have kind of withdrawn. Mm -hmm. And and like you said, there's been a lot of anxiety and just stress that's been in our society. Mm -hmm. um, and it's caused people to, to feel some level of crisis in their lives. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, I think that uh, along with that fragility just comes the fact that um, whenever we realize that we're fragile, then we also realize the impact that these external circumstances can have on our lives, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, with the with the pandemic and with, again, the uh, all the unrest that came with that, because it wasn't just COVID-19, it was all of the uh, politics that came around that, right? And then mm -hmm. there was an election right in the middle mm -hmm. of that. And then there were um, protests and riots in the middle of that. And as a nation, I think, you know, watching all of these things from an isolated position in your home through a TV and you're saying, what does this mean? You know, yeah. how, do we, how do we reconcile all of these things together? And then whenever you gather together as a church, how do you reconcile all of that together whenever it seems like everything is so different and yet we're coming together still as a church for the same purpose, mm -hmm. you know, under the same authority? And how do we we come through that together as a, as a con congregation? Yeah. Thinking about the external challenges that we mm -hmm. face, you know, you mentioned the political just you know, uh, rhetoric mm -hmm. that, that was so, so amped up in this last election cycle in 2020. And we're coming up on the midterms here, and I'm sure that's going to same thing that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but it was it was very, very polarizing mm -hmm. in our culture. And uh, and then you also have on top of that, all of this economic mm -hmm. stress and anxiety, you know, that we've seen, you know, inflation is a right. word that everybody's is familiar with right now. Um, you know, and I think I saw like the S&P index is like sep down 17% since mm -hmm. January 1 from today. Right. And, you, you know, that's like the highest dip, even more so than like what we saw in World War II. Right. I mean, and, I mean even just on the day-to-day, -day, you know, we could talk about gas prices. We could talk about a million different things that are just, again, if you're talking about being a clay pot, it's just somebody holding it, right? And mm -hmm. every little thing is just a little more pressure. 
and a little more pressure and a little more pressure. And you wonder how much, when's the next thing that's just going to cause that thing to shatter? When's right. the next thing that's going to cause that thing to explode? And I think that a lot of us feel that, you know, that mm-hmm. there's this, this pressure that's building on us. And, you know, if you uh, watched Encanto, then you probably know, <laughs> you know, pressure and it drip, 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 and never stop. Like, it's just like this constant building and you wonder how much you can uh, you can sustain with that. Yeah, so. it, it's it's such it's such great questions and it's such needed questions to ask. Mm-hmm. And everybody's threshold is a little bit different. But if you're convinced that you are Superman, mm-hmm. you know that you don't need one another, that you don't need, um, you know, just health, right. or whatever. You know, we we tend to take a dip, you know, in our mental health. We do, and I, I think the issue is that when the problems are external, um, we can kind of take it a little bit, right? Right. But the problem is all of us as human beings, we internalize those things eventually. That's right? right. The external issues eventually become internal issues. The stress in the world, the turmoil in the world eventually becomes stress and anxiety inside of us many times, you know, if we're not mm-hmm. careful to guard against that. And I think that uh, that's definitely happened during the pandemic is the fact that those things that were external, we've now internalized them. And, mm-hmm. and that's why across the board, you see that there's such mental health issues. I know that one, uh, my wife, you know, as a mental health professional. And one of the uh, statistics that she told me is just mind boggling and frightening really is that since the pandemic began, uh, the uh, number of adolescent uh, females who have uh, committed or attempted suicide has increased by 50%. Mm. And that is just that's a terrifying number. I mean, that, that shows how much um, internalization is going on with all of these pressures, with all of the different um, issues that are going on in the world and how much that's actually becoming internalized. And we're taking that on and that's causing real issues, both mentally and physically, relationally, everything mm-hmm. that we can think through. So. Yeah. And you really see it with our youth, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, and, um, and, and, you know, maybe as you get older, you know, we like to think that maybe we grow with some degree of coping mechanisms. Mm-hmm. We have healthy things that we do, healthy outlets. For those that are in adolescence, early adolescence, mm-hmm. you know, they haven't developed some of those same skills. Right. And so the last two years that have increased so much social trauma and brought mm-hmm. so much anxiety, uh, we have felt that with our youth, and, and it is scary. Absolutely. And so as, as we come together now, maybe we approach it from a church angle, right? Because, yeah. I mean, as much as we kind of look at statistics and everything else, we, we're not mental health professionals, mm-hmm. but we do work professionally in churches, right? That, that's a way that we, we work as our, uh, as our jobs, as more than that, as our calling within mm-hmm. the local body of the church. And um, we see specific and unique things whenever we bring a diverse body of people from different socioeconomic backgrounds, different uh, family backgrounds, different political backgrounds, right? Yeah. And we bring them all together under one purpose. That causes a specific um, set of issues, doesn't it, for pastors specifically? Sure does, yeah. You know, you think about, you know, again, we're talking about the last two years specifically, but just church in general, as we've mm-hmm. made the point many times on this podcast, is that church is diverse, mm-hmm. and we should strive for unity despite that diversity. In fact, that diversity is a beautiful part of the church. Yes. The fact that the gospel can unite us regardless of our socioeconomic status, regardless of our backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And so if you amplify all of the polarity that we see in our culture— that we've seen politically, uh, racially, economically, um, and, and you begin to bring that into the church. Mm-hmm. You know, we have had our own issues here at Metropolitan. Right. You know, you've had people that have had very strong feelings on the mask versus no mask, mm-hmm. and they make their they make their their opinions known. Right. Vocally. Absolutely. Vocally and on social media, um, masks are a good example. Vaccines are another good Mm -hmm. example. Do you get vaccinated? Are you against vaccines? Um, 
you know, I've had people that have requested for me to write, you know, um, a, some sort religious of exemption religious for exemption right. for their work, you know, and, um, and, and there are other things that people have brought into the church, the polarity when it comes to the political sphere, mm-hmm. you know, that you have Republicans and Democrats, you know, it's like not just cats and dogs. I right. mean, like some of the issues that we've seen in the last year uh, have been very, very polarizing. Definitely. So how do you live that out mm-hmm. in the church? Yes, I think that's so hard. And I mean, and I think whenever we look at that, then uh, inevitably as pastors, we kind of compare ourselves to how we're doing versus mm-hmm. how other churches are doing, right? Right. And so we want to look at, well, how's this church doing? How's this church handling? How's this pastor handling it? This group of people handling it? And inevitably pastors, I think we kind of take that on, right? And we start to say, well, why aren't we doing as well as some of these other groups? Why aren't we doing as well as this church? You know, why mm-hmm. have we had more people leave than maybe the church down the road? And and I think that that's one of the unique struggles that maybe pastors face that um, is is just different for uh, from everybody else is the fact that we are comparing ourselves to how other churches are doing and it's just it's so deadly isn't it it is yeah and and you know pastors are we tend to get together right. you know at different conferences or things that we go to and the inevitable question as a pastor if you know you don't know that other person is hey tell us about your church mm-hmm. you know what's what's your attendance patterns like mm-hmm. you know i mean i don't know if anybody ever asked about budget but you know right. it might be a metric that we use and, and it's so easy, you know, to compare mm-hmm. and it's so easy to kind of put yourself against another person. And especially in this world that we live in with social media, how easy it is to mm-hmm. see, you know, and um, the example that we heard recently at a conference was when you look at people's Easter services, and right. like my friend's church was full, but my church, you know, wasn't full. Mm-hmm. And that can be rather debilitating. Absolutely. So. No, and that's and that's absolutely true because then I mean it, that's part of that conflict that is just kind of consistently there, right? That right. especially as pastors, you have internal conflict and you have that external conflict, especially when you look at um, social media. Because mm-hmm. again, social media is a platform to put your best foot forward. Yeah. Like you. I have yet to see a post where somebody said, our church was half full on Easter and we are <laughs> praising God for that. Thank you, Lord, uh, right. that half of our pews were filled. Like, that's that's not what we do. And maybe we should. Maybe we should do that more. Yeah. Maybe we should be more vulnerable like that. But yeah. we don't normally see that. What you see is, our service was full. Thank God we had X amount of baptisms. And X, and, th- and those are great. We need to celebrate those things. But if you're an outsider as a, as a pastor looking in and all you see are the good things, mm. then that is just, that can be so deflating. It can be yeah. so, oh, what am I doing wrong? Why, why aren't we there? What do we need to do to get there instead of, and most of the time you're trying to think, what do we need to do to survive? What do mm-hmm. we need to do to make sure we can, mm-hmm. you know, like pay our people and keep the mm-hmm. lights on and do those things, mm-hmm. which is uh, a big financial stress from people having lost, yeah. um, you know, con- congregants over here. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the latest research with mm-hmm. Varna um, that has done some of this research on pastors in particular. And the question was rather direct and pointed, you know, in the last year talking mm-hmm. to pastors, have you seriously considered leaving the ministry? And They've discovered, you know, 38% of pastors have answered that in the affirmative. Yes, I have given serious consideration to not just going to a different church, but leaving ministry altogether. Mm -hmm. And and so we're seeing how all these issues, as they circulate, we've been focusing so much on the doctrine of the church. Mm -hmm. Here's where we get very personal and vulnerable to say that this has been really, really difficult. There are financial stresses that you talked about. Um, loss of people mm-hmm. that's impacted everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I I, I think the statistic was like sixty five percent. Or churches are sixty five percent smaller right. on average than what they were pre COVID pre pandemic. Absolutely. And the fact that each of those people, like each of those numbers, represent a person, a yes. person that you're that you're caring about. Maybe a person who was 
you know, criticizing. Maybe whenever those people leave, then their friends criticize. You know, mm -hmm. there's that constant criticism. And, and so, I mean, we could name a million things, but um, really what we want to say is that we are um, – hoping that churches uh, around the United States, around the globe, really start to address mental health in, in real ways, in ways that are helpful, in ways where we say you can get professional help and that is good, in ways where we say you like it doesn't make you less of a Christian if you need medication for a season or for a lifetime. Like that those things are are things that can be good graces of God in your life and we want to open those up. And so maybe we just talk a little bit about just a couple of next steps that we yeah. want to talk through. And I think uh, one of the things that we really want to say is uh, just the fact that um, if you are struggling with mental health, we hope that you are in community. Yes. We hope that that is something that you are not struggling with in the dark, that you're not struggling with alone, but that you can get into a good, deep community of people who know you and who love you and can point you to Jesus Christ through that. Uh, we hope you know that there is professional help available, whether it's, mm -hmm. it's through a counselor uh, or a therapist, uh, whatever you need to do, that there's so many of those resources mm -hmm. that are out there uh, that you can do. And, and we just want to say that uh, as a Christian, it does not make you less than yeah. if you seek professional help. Everybody deserves to have uh, somebody who is professional be able to speak into their lives, right? I mean, that's why uh, some people are like, I need a trainer at the gym. And we're not like, you can't do it by yourself. <laughs> oh, you're getting a personal trainer? No, like mm -hmm. sometimes you need professional help to reach your goals. And that's true for mental health as well. And, and I want to say too, there might be something to say to those that aren't struggling right now. Yeah. Uh, as we're surrounded by people in our churches that are struggling, one of the best things that you can do is to say, Oh man, I'm with you. Mm -hmm. You know, or you might say, "Me too." Not not in a sense of let me trump your story, right? But when you validate somebody, if they're mm -hmm. taking that risk of being transparent, you say, "Man, I just want you to know I love you." And I think so often in the church, we we shy away from conversations like this mm -hmm. because we're afraid, or maybe we've had experiences in the past where we have opened that door. And there has been criticism on the backside. Right. You know, like, mm. well, maybe you're not praying enough. Right. You know, maybe you're not reading your Bible. Don't enough. have enough faith. You don't yeah. have enough faith, right? And those can be so damaging, and that mm -hmm. causes us to enclose. And, and so that just creates that circle and that, that problem. Definitely. That and so if we can look at something, we all need to be a little bit more like our introduction to Job's friends. Yeah. Where they just came and sat with him. Yeah. Not when they start talking, because sometimes when we open our mouth, we mess stuff up. So maybe sometimes the best thing we can do is just sit with people in their grief, sit with mm -hmm. people uh, in their struggles, in, in their trauma, in their uh, whatever situation they're walking through in life, that we can just sit with them and be there with them. As my wife likes to say, sometimes the most healing words you can hear are, here's your latte. <laughs> you know, just just yeah. doing some type of physical act of service. But whatever that is, we want we just want to say that we love you. Mm -hmm. We hope that we can be a resource to open up some of these conversations um, and uh, reach out. And if you need to uh, see that uh, the sermon that Pastor John did, it's fantastic. And we'll link that in the show notes as well. And uh, we look forward to our next conversation here on the Knowing God podcast. All right. God bless you.